we need to to make all this like soft and acceptable because there are some soft out there who need to feel safe while watching Star Wars. How about the Rancor has depression and feelings? Okay, how about we write that? It has feelings, it's depressed, it's emotionally unstable, it needs a support group, it needs a father figure. It's just like, what? I know John Favreau didn't write this Welcome everybody to the show. Today we're gonna to be talking about the Book of Boba Fett episode Thress. And with me today we've got Doc Chris. I'm here, the Danya. <laughs> so Chris, I want to start off right away. Let's get right into it. What did you think about this episode of the Book of Boba Fett? Look, man, I forgave episode one because it's like it's just getting into it, just building the story. It's got a different speed. All right. Episode two. You know what? I forgave it a little bit. They're like, we gotta, we gotta get catch up, catch us up. Gotta give us that backstory, see what's going on. We got the sick little train heist sequence. Episode three, man. I don't know if I can forgive this one. I uh, Ooh. Oh. <laughs> man, okay. this is so weird. I feel like they shot like an eight-hour movie and then just arbitrarily like cut it into episodes of TV without worrying about like telling a cohesive story Ooh. that makes sense and isn't just random shots of people driving around a city. I'm hoping that it gets everything gets pulled together at the end, but uh, I don't know. The the pacing of this is starting to worry me. <laughs> and I feel like I can't, can't excuse it anymore. Yeah. And you Not know, my... th that's actually a really good assessment. Like they shot the whole thing and then they cut it up into little fun sized bites for us to consume. But because it does kind of seem like they're not in my opinion, worried about how the episodes are, are, are being viewed or perceived because, like, what did this episode do for us? Like, what did, what did it really advance? What did it really show? You know? It ended in, like, the middle of a sentence. I was, like, I was le legitimately confused <laughs> when the credits started rolling. I was just like, oh, oh, that's it? Mm. That's, 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 that's all we get? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was very confused. <laughs> Episode three here, we've got uh, a confrontation between Black Chrysanthemum and the twins. Oh, man, what an interesting episode we have here. Uh, we, we get another flashback to, to the Sand People. And uh, one thing that I kind of do like was that Black Chrysanthemum was in this, but not in the way that I want him to. What do I mean by that? Okay, so fans were looking forward to Black Chrysanthemum, the big giant gladiator Wookiee, showing up and having you know a confrontation with Boba Fett at one point. Because we saw in the other episode, right, that uh, these two huts were coming out of nowhere and they're like, hey, Jabba was our family. He was a Don. He was the, the big chief over here. We're his family. This land is ours. Like, we're the hot, hot cartel. Like, who are you to claim this? And Bubba's like, no, this is mine. This is this is Tatooine. This is Mosespa. You can get out of here. Or you can come get this smoke and this sauce, boy. <laughs> and I liked it. I was like, okay, he's not backing down. This is the Boba Fett that, that we all kind of like. You know, even me personally, not being like a huge Boba Fett fan, you know, I don't love him or hate him, but I was like, okay, cool. He's got some, he's got some chutzpah here. He's got some Huevos. Um, so he was like, yo, you guys want this sauce? You guys want to get this money? Then you got to go through me. And they're like, all right, you know what? <laughs> In this episode, the twins are like, hey, man, listen, we're not going to do that. There's something else coming where it's not good for business. We're going to get out of here. But also, we're sorry for sending the Wookiee to kill you. <laughs> Dude, okay. Like, I got to go off on this for a second. Do it. Because one of my biggest pet peeves in things in, in movies, television is when they have a scene that sure might be cool, whatever. It's it's something different, but it doesn't 
actually drive the plot at all. Yeah. Like, uh, honestly, it, it, there was uh, there was no build up to the, to the fight. It was just boom, he's there. All right, we're fighting now, which was jarring. But then, basically, he, they defeat him, and then they just let him go. Like that's it. Yeah. Like there was like, no. What? It, it, why? Like why did you just waste like? eight minutes of my screen time showing me this when it didn't matter. And the twins just showing up, you're like, oh man, it's about to go down. They're just like, nope, sorry. We're sorry we sent someone to kill you. <laughs> is that is that really how you want to resolve? That's why I was like, like waiting for another shoe to drop at some point in this episode. And then the shoe just never dropped. They just peaced out. And the Wookiee ran off into the desert. What I was so genuinely confused. What what was I supposed to get out of this whole section? And not only did you run, he ran like a freaking Muppet. Like he ran like 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 a Jim Henson. Like <laughs> dude, when, when dude. they caught Black or something, and then when they let when they, when they let when they let him go, he's running just like, oh okay, I'm gonna get out of here. He's <laughs> like a Muppet. Dude, he, he Bigfoot ran. Yeah, out of there. Like, <laughs> like how Bigfoot walks, they just sped it up. Bro, it was the goofiest thing I've ever seen. I was just like, yo, what the. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he run like that? It's it's such a weird thing. Oh man, evil blonde hugs in chat. Black Chris Anthony is getting a spinoff. That would be crazy. That would, <laughs> if, if if that were true, that would actually be crazy. If Black Chris Anthony were, were to get a spinoff, but I don't think they're doing it because Black Chris Anthony is one too badass, and and two, uh, he's already had he, he he has he has his scar on his head, and in the comics, he got that from battling Obi Wan Kenobi. So if they do give him a spinoff or some kind of show, they, they should give him like a, like a Disney Plus short, like a Star Wars Disney Plus short, like sh showing him live action. That'd be sick because he was a gladiator. Okay, like he forty five minutes and done. Yeah, he, gets it, it, he just he rages, kicks ass in the gladiator arena for forty five minutes, and then we're out. Yeah, <laughs> no, Harry Harry from the Harry from the Henderson. <laughs> from the Henderson <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. True. That's how Blackers. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. He, he, he ran like the dinosaur. Remember the dinosaur show with the, with the big puppets? Dun, 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 yeah. no, with the, Not the mom. That's how he ran. He was like, I'm coming, friend. Oh <laughs> I'm coming on home. Oh, my God. But, but but you know what? I agree with you with, with your assessment here. It's just it, 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 this episode was weird, right? Because there, there in my mind, there was some good things in here. Uh, and there are also some bad stuff, right? Like, um, I, I, I do like <laughs> Sinclair <laughs> at Nova Laro. Uh, I, I, I do like uh, the flashbacks with the, the Tuscan Raiders. I, for some reason, am more interested in that story. I, I don't know if you, you feel the same, but I feel like that story is more coherent and more interesting than the modern day story we're, we're getting. What's, what's, what's your view on the flashbacks with the Tuscans? See, now I'm like hella confused because the last episode was like bump in with present day. Then boom, we're spending the like the rest of the time in the flashback. This time was like, boom, present day. All right, sick. He's in the back to tank. All right, clearly we're going back for a flashback. Like I freaking called it swish. It happened. Um, and then there was this like kind of quick little flashback section. And then they brought us back in. But... I don't know, like, so uh, clearly they were introducing, like, they brought back the Pikes, and there was clearly something there, but again, it never went anywhere, this episode, and then at the end where they're talking about, oh yeah, the Pikes are coming back, I felt like they thought it was a bigger jaw drop than it actually was, it was like, no, no, we know these guys were here because they came in the last episode, and you haven't actually resolved anything here. And you just kind of like opening a door that nobody cares about in the last episode. Like, 
if you're going to show us something, that's fine. But like, wait until you can actually pay it off. Like, I just think, oh, another ship showing up. Cool, I guess. I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm more definitely more engaged with the flashback stuff than I am the present day stuff. But I want to be more engaged with the present like day stuff. But like, do something. And it wasn't just any ship showing up. It was the Starliner, Disney's new vacation ship. I was like, did y'all really yeah. work the name of your new vacation ship that had really bad promotion into the series? Y'all are wild for this, dude. It was so, it, it was so like, forced. Yeah. It was so forced. <laughs> Star Wars pun intended. Ah! No. <laughs> it just turns into Pee Wee Herman. He said the magic word. <laughs> 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 we have fun here. We have fun. I mean, we we got to have fun because this episode is... <sighs> yeah, I, I feel like the, the Tusken Raiders stuff is more interesting than the current day stuff. But the one thing I want to get out of the way, right? Okay, so the worst thing that I think everybody agrees that happened in this episode wasn't the piss-poor fight that happened with Black Chrysanthemum and, and Boba Fett. We'll get back to that. But it was this biker gang. Right. Like I was I watched this thing when it dropped on the East Coast at three AM in the morning and I stayed mad until five. <laughs> so I was going around seeing how people had after shows, people were talking about it, and it seemed like a uh, YouTube, Twitch, uh looking on Twitter threads, and people weren't too excited or, or or happy with this biker game thing. And why? Because they seem out of place in Star Wars, right? Like there's there's nothing wrong. And Chris, I'm gonna come back to you for a second. There's nothing wrong with Boba having a gang, right? I mean, he's trying to become this 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 mobster, this this kingpin, so to speak. And you gotta have some muscle under you, right? So this guy comes to him, right? You have uh what's his name from Office Space? <laughs> Who comes in? Steven Root. Yeah. Steven Root, amazing actor. I was very excited when I he was like, up. I was no like, way. Dude, I was pumped, and then again, did it go anywhere? Not no, really. Not really. Like, let's no. be honest. The fact that he was there didn't matter whatsoever. Yeah, it's and and it's and it sucks too because uh, <laughs> he also said the line that everybody's been thinking, but he actually said it. He's like, nobody respects you. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, damn, you've been thinking it. Yeah, I was thinking of you it. when he said that. I was like, that's the shit Serge is talking about. <laughs> when I was watching the episode, and it's and it's weird because like, okay, they're they're doing it on purpose that he's not respected, so then eventually they can build him up to be respected. But at the same time, mm. that's kind of it's kind of funky because Boba Fett is already infamous in in Star Wars at this point. They they know him. They know who he is. They know his reputation. So he's already like a big guy. But in this show, they're trying to like build him up again. And yeah. I, I guess That's because dumb. It, it is dumb. He's supposed to be the most notorious bounty hunter in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. And they just seem to forget like all of his connections are gone. Like they don't. They keep talking about how no one respects him and everyone's treating him like he wasn't like feared or known throughout like Jabba's empire. What, yeah. like what, what is happening? It's, it, it's weird too, because like you kind of see some of that critique in the rest of the, of the properties that, that Disney's doing with star Wars. Like they kind of forget certain things that they've created either in, in the new books. Like you have stuff from, uh, from the sequels, you know, like uh, one thing with like, you know, Poe's backstory, they had in a canonized book, and then when it came to Rise of Skywalker, it was far different. It's like, okay, so what's real? What's not? Like, is a story group on the same page all around? You guys just doing your own thing? It's weird. If 
we love Star Wars and we love these worlds because you've built a world that we can kind of live in, right? Like that's the magic of Star Wars. It's believable, right? It's, I mean, of course there's like force wizards and stuff like that, but you gave us this like lived in world, you know, George Lucas gave us this lived in world. He didn't want like a polished, fu- like land of tomorrow, this future. And that's why, you know, like uh, Star Wars seems so palpable and so attainable to people because you can kind of wrap your head around it. But anyway, long story short, so so what they're doing now is that they're, it seems like the story group is just doing their own thing and it's kind of odd because yeah, Bubble Fett's, like you said, one of the most infamous bounty hunters in the entire galaxy. But here, it's like they're building him back up again as if he's not that and then nobody respects him at all? <laughs> what? He's Boba Fett. And even and especially on Tatooine, they know who he is. Like, c- come on. So nobody respects him at all. I mean, they don't respect him as a new like kingpin. Uh, obviously, he needs to earn that. But for, for him to have zero respect at all from anyone is kind of weird to me. Like, why is his story beat here? And and then when he goes to, uh, you know, do this fetch quest. I mean, I don't know who's writing these episodes, but they're fans of video games because these are video game quests. All right. NPC comes in. You know, I broke her between the moisture farmers and the people, so I need you to go take care of these street punks that are, like, you know, stealing and messing up the operation. Okay, I will go do that. People respect me. So you go on the video game quest mission to go to the street punks. You get there. The, the lead street punk looks like she's from the 80s. <laughs> she looks like she's from like Alita Battle Angel from some 80s movie from some Blade Runner 2049 like type thing and uh, she, she she's a celebrity I had to look her up she's a, a singer of sorts because I'm just like this person is somebody because she she's getting a lot of screen time she stands out the most than anybody else and she's talking to the lead character like he ain't right she's like yeah we know who you are, old man. Like, like, piss off or whatever. Whatnot. And then, and then later on, she gets like some stabs and hits and on black chrysanthemum. And I'm like, okay, that's some celebrity privilege right there. You got be it gladiator black chrysanthemum. She's like stabbing him and whooping him up. Okay, come on, favoritism there. You know, just like how uh, Aquafina was in the entirety of uh, Shang Chi when she needed to be. Anyway, uh, <laughs> aside, aside. Yeah, evil blonde hugs. Uh, you know, 19, 1950s Indiana Jones Back to the Future game. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, is this like a, a, a throwback to George Lucas? Like, hey, this is, this is your like American graffiti movie, George. Like, we're, we're we still we still love you, George. Here, here's a here's an homage to one what are your movies, my guy? And it's just like, is that what you're doing? <laughs> it's a desert in space, and they decided that they need to drive like 1950s Cadillac Vespas. Like, Vespa weird things, but they're also supposed to be broke. Besides the fact that they have these shiny new bikes, what <laughs> is happening? And then they use them for the slowest freaking oh high speed God. chase I've ever be- seen. Before we get to the high speed chase, let's oh let's, let's talk God. about the bike. And Chris, I'm glad you brought that up, right? Yeah, like Cake Eating Dragon. It's like a moped gang. I mean, I I recently saw Luca with uh, my niece. It was it was it was adorable. It was an adorable movie, very brightly colored. I don't know if they were playing around with some new color science, but holy crap, it was like it was just like burning out my retinas. It was awesome. Like the color alone was great. But it's just like Disney was like, yo, uh, we just did that movie Luca, and they had some like, why don't we like mix and match some of our properties so we can do some toil sales or something? Well, what, what was what was in that? Well, we had some. We had the main thing was, was like a kid was trying to get this Vespa, right? This this kid who is a, a, a sea monster who when he goes on land he turns into a real boy, and the whole thing is about how he and his friend wanted to get this Vespa, this moped, this scooter. When this came about, I was like, hmm, there's there's a there's a red one here, there's a blue one here, and there's a green one here, just like in Luca. Are they really cross pollinating their product? Because there's no other explanation 
why in this Star Wars aesthetic setting, and when a new director and producer and writer comes on to Star Wars properties, they are given a talk, they're given a handbook, listen, there's certain things you can and can't do with Star Wars. I mean, Gareth Edwards, when he was making uh, Rogue One, there were certain things he was doing that needed reshoots. They were just like, yo, some of the things you're doing aren't really Star Wars. And and I heard that he made Rogue One more of a war movie than a Star Wars movie. I want to see that. I was like, God damn, that sounds badass. But they had to reshoot and dial it back because it felt more like a war movie than Star Wars. My whole point is that... You're building this world, this aesthetic, and then you give us a biker gang that, you know, for, from the live chat here, Evil Bond Hugs, 1950s Indiana Jones, you know, Back to the Future gang. They even had a scene at the end of this, in the end of this whole chase where it seemed like it was supposed to be like Biff going into the manure, but it was like the, the hand of the, the mayor, like going into like mangoes or whatever the, the freak it was. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind Boba Fett getting a gang to help him, you know, with his empire on Tatooine and Mos Espa, but. It's weird. Why do you make him this like cyberpunk CD Projekt Red, like like Mass Effect looking 80s biker game? It just came out of nowhere and it just felt like it wasn't Star Wars at all whatsoever. And the pacing. Chris, talk about this chasing, right? We're going back to the mayor's office again, which is so weird. And then uh, the mayor's uh, the mayor's assistant is like, "Oh, I'll get the mayor. Hang on." He goes in, he locks the door, and Boba was like, "Did he just did that mother?" Just lock the door. Are you kidding me? And then a chasing, Chris. The the, the chase scene. What, what 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 was your what was your take on this thing? Remember earlier when I said I really hate it when they just have an extended sequence that doesn't ever actually pay off and doesn't actually matter and just waste my time. That is this thing because you know what happened when they chased this dude down down alleyways, knocked a bunch of shit over, ruined a bunch of things. Is he stops and goes, "Oh, the mayor's not here." Like. <laughs> you 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 went to the trouble of pretending like he was in locking the door and running when you you could have just said he was not there and gone in the first place and that would have been the end and then you wouldn't have had to lock the door and try to escape from them by telling the truth that he's not there. They wasted my time again, Serge, and I was very upset about it. And it wasn't even it was so slow. It wasn't like, yeah, this is awesome. It was just like why don't they just get off the bikes and run? Because they clearly would be going faster. I don't understand what is happening in this scene. I think it was meant to be more iconic than it was, but just, you're right, the the friggin' brightly colored Vespas just so take you out of the whole Star Wars aesthetic. It was almost like uh, going back to um, the, uh, oh my god, what's the, the second friggin' everyone hates Star Wars movie, episode eight. Can't think of the name oh, right now. Uh, oh, my God. I just blacked out to you. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Oh I'm ranting on Star Wars, but can't even think of the damn name of the thing. Anyways, that one. The Last when, Jedi. Like, they go, the Last Jedi. In The Last Jedi, when they go to, like, the casino planet and everything was all bright and shiny and just kind of seemed out of place, this kind of had a similar vibe. Like, what, what are we looking at here? Yeah. It, 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 exactly, and you know what's funny too that you say that like uh, it, those those Vespa scooters and that biker gang would have felt more into Star Wars if they were on a different world, right? Like not Tatooine, maybe if they were on that that casino world, you know? like a Coruscant or something that was much more like urban than the middle of the desert. So like even when he went and got the speeders or like the swoop bikes, like that feels like it fits. It feels like it it actually fits in in this environment and. 
little like toy things. It look, they look like micro. What are those micro bikes? The little <laughs> mini motorcycles the kids around. That's all I could think of. Yo, like <laughs> like Power Rangers. Yo, people were saying yeah. these people are like Power Rangers. Like yes, they all <laughs> they are like Power Rangers. They all yeah. have different colors. They're like teenagers with attitude. I'm like yo, Rangers. <laughs> I was like, all, all these Power teenagers Rangers? did in this whole episode was just make it longer for no reason. Yeah. No, 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 seriously, if they really added time with this biker gang and, and, and all the fluff and crap that, that came with them, all, all to have some color on Tatooine, it's as if, I know John Favreau didn't write this shit, bro. We, we know that studios like kind of intervene. It seems like this episode was made on committee because you had Robert Rodriguez directing, right? And there were some good things that came out of that, and we'll get to that in a second. And then you have, uh, this is all written by John Favreau, produced by John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I swear it's just like... You know, I mean, uh, in the most recent case of, like, studio meddling, right, like, uh, in, in our in Matrix review, uh, you know, the, the Wachowskis and, and even the, the trades came out saying, hey, WB was going to make that movie with or without them, without the siblings, right? And the siblings were like, well, one of us has to do it. Let's get in there, you know? Because <laughs> he was like, hey, we're going to do it without you. I mean, just look at, you know, the first Suicide Squad movie with David Ayer. He was like, the studio made that. I didn't make that. And then was famously with Zack Snyder, they are like, uh, the studio meddled with that. I didn't do that. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, yes, like, you know, uh, John Favreau's name is on this. So it's Robert Rodriguez and Dave Filoni. Yeah. But it, it, it seems like it's all over the place because we have this story with, with, with the Tusken Raiders. We have a story with Boba trying to be the head kingpin, the gangster. And then we, we go off into these weird asides with like the mayor's assistant and the mayor. And then we have this, 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 this other side story with the biker gang. It's just like, who is writing these little story beats? I'm like, well, what's going on here? The biker gang didn't fit whatsoever. It felt out of place. We're in the outer rim. We're in the outter worlds. This is yeah. Tatooine. This is not an inner world. This, this, this this is all, you know, uh, not not a place for candy-colored, coated, shiny, new-looking, not even worn-looking Vespa speeders. Right. What the hell? I agree with you that if they were like regular-looking speeders, it would be better. Or if they had like Star Wars costumes, these 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 terrible first-time party city. It's my first time at Comic Con looking thing. Hey, it's my first day <laughs> at Comic Con. I went to Party City up the street just so I can put something on. I mean, come on, you got a budget where you're literally on a studio with the most advanced technology surrounding you called the volume, and then this is the costumes you give to your biker gang. Yo, come on. It's, I it's... also, like, I don't understand why the episode wasn't about Boba getting the biker gang. I think also part of my problem was just, like, he literally just walks up to them and goes, hey, uh, what are you doing? You want to join my gang? And, like, and that's end of origin story. That's just what happened. It would have been different if we, I guess, if what if they spent more time uh, actually investigating, getting to know them, trying to track them down? It would have felt earned. And then I would have been like the next episode. If they just do this, I feel like I would have been less annoyed because we would understand who they are, where they came from, other than street rat kids that have like much like a, clearly a deeper wallet than they're letting on. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all talking about, oh, yeah, you know, we, we don't have any money reporting stuff, but you, you got like all these cybernetics that you used to enhance yourself, and you got these like like candy coated, like shiny Vespa scoop as speeders, yo. Oh what the God. freak? I, I think this one seemed like it was made by committee. 
I, 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 I mean, I know Robert. I mean, Robert Rodriguez, and like, and people are like, "Yo," but you know, he's a guy who made Spy Kids. This seems very Spy Kids, and I'm like, "Yeah, I, I, man, I, I don't want to believe." But he also Ro- made Desperado, so y'all can get fucked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I don't want to believe that with with this many names on this project, right? Robert Rodriguez, Dave Filoni, John Favreau, some of the other great directors that we've had so far that they could make something as poor as this episode. I I, want to say that it was meddling from up top somewhere. I I don't know who, but somebody came in and was like, all right, well, we got to, you know, make this upbeat. You know, like they were seeing the dailies on when this thing was being made. And it's just like, I I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to believe that all those people with all those great names, like want to, you know, like make something like that. It's it's terrible, but it's not all terrible. Some good stuff came out of it. And one of the things, um, Robert Rodriguez coming on board, we get a reveal, right? So when the Twin Huts were just like, hey, you know, we're, we're going to pull out of here. It's not worth the bad business of what's coming. We suggest you too, but we have a gift for you. And here comes a Rancor. I was like, yo, they're giving him a fresh Rancor for the pit? And who's the Beastmaster? Machete! <laughs> Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo! Machete! No. Machete, machete, machete! Yes, Chad! <laughs> I was like, yo! Our boy! <laughs> yo, Chris, what was your reaction when you saw that? I was just like, of course, and also, like, perfect. Like, I love when Robert Rodriguez just sneaks Danny Trejo into stuff. It's just like, he knows, he knows how to use him. It's like, so good. It was like, alright, sick. He's just going to be the Rancor handler. He's going to be hanging out in the background. Maybe he's going to do more stuff. I don't know. Even if he just hangs out next to this big motherfucker, I don't care. This is exactly what I want out of Danny Trejo is hanging out in Star Wars. He must be pumped. Friggin' Robert Rodriguez is just like, yeah, I got this role for you. And everyone would have been pissed if this whole series ended without any Danny Trejo. The world would have riot. Who better to be a Beastmaster, the one who controls and wrangles and takes care of a Rancor, right, than Danny Trejo? I mean, come on. Talk about the one of the most badasses of badass, right? Danny Trejo is canon in Star Wars. Mm-mm, you love to see it. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, Robert Rodriguez. You know, that, that, that call must have been amazing. He was just like, hey, my, my boy, hey, I, I got... I I got something for you, right? I want to, I want to spin this with you. How do you feel about being the Beastmaster for the Rancor? It's just like, he's like, oh, okay, sure. What's that? <laughs> like, let me tell you, you're in charge of the, like, one of the most badass creatures in Star Wars, right? And, oh, man, I love that reveal. And I love and I how- bet that he just showed up on set, like, every day and was like, where, which, which part? My, who, what do you want me to do? I'm here. I'm ready. <laughs> and Robin's like, hold up. We're going to find something good for you. And then he's finally like, today's the day. Yep wear this and go hang out next to this puppet let's get it (laughs) (laughs) and i love it man so now uh boba fett has has a rancor in in his miss you know i I was just like what a great gift even even fennec shan was just like pretty good gift (laughs) pretty good good. i love fennec in this series like she got more gusto more grit she's like she's down with it i don't know maybe she might take over but and then they talk about how the rancor has depression and and uh stuff like that i personally didn't care for it too much but uh what's your opinion on it all right, so first of all, the twins showing up with the Rancor, that should have been the end of the episode. If you want to do a story Ooh. beat and cut it with a, with, a, with a jaw drop, like that should have been the end of the episode. That is an appropriate like moment for there. All right, cool. So bring in the Rancor. They bring him into the cage. Boba goes, has his little like free willy moment with, <laughs> with, with the Rancor. But um, I think 
that this is going to be a, a piece that they're going to build on, right? So before, the only real impression that we have of the Rancor is the, you know, beastly one that just went right after the Gamorrean Guard, just went right after Luke, right? So just total beastly things like that. Um, so I feel like they hint that this show is going to jump the shark a little bit where Boba Fett wants to ride the Rancor, right? So like one, if that's ridiculous, but two... I also want to see that. Like, if we put it out there, I'm on board with it. So, you can't have a Rancor that's just, like, a straight beast. Right? You have to have... There has to be a reason. Like, he can't just be a killer. So, he's got to be He's got to be some subdued action. Uh, and on top of that, like, they want... They need to be able to build it up and make it believable that Boba Fett's going to ride this thing. Because, like, uh, now I want to see... Boba Fett ride this thing and he's not just going to ride a wild beast that's trying to eat him the whole time um, but they also on that front if he's going to be a character and a major plot point they got to make him relatable like they have to say okay how is the audience going to relate to this we're going to uh, give him personify the Rancor by giving him depression because clearly he's been kept in captivity what else are they going to do to make it so I understand why they chose it it's a weird choice but why not like if they're gonna, they need to, they need to build us up. Like, this seems like appropriate world building of, okay, let's lay some groundwork so that way we can pay off later. So I'm okay with that. I didn't bump on it as much. Um, it did seem, it did seem a little like heavy handed about the way that they introduced the whole thing. And again, like, why wasn't that scene the beginning of the next episode? Like, it's just the, where are the cuts in this episode? They're just weird. Like, what, what happened? whatever some of the stuff i was weirded about out by and just seemed unnecessary but like this is seems like it's going to be clearly a large plot point why wasn't this the mega the mega mouth drop um so i'm very excited to see more rancor action and i feel like as much as people disliked a lot of stuff in this episode i don't think there was one person that was pissed that a rancor showed up everyone was like hell yeah oh yeah everyone everyone was excited uh in in all the after shows i was seeing that that, like you know he's got a rancor now i mean that's so badass especially when uh when they captured that first assassin and uh they're just like yo like he's not gonna talk he's his group is notorious for that all right throw him in the rancor pit oh he's heard about jabba's rancor pit (laughs) he's heard about that he's like all right i'll talk to you (laughs) just don't feed me like jesus what a way to go (laughs) you know it's it's basically like like a a a giant shark tank in an evil villain's lair without any sharks like that's no good you gotta you gotta put some sharks in the tank exactly yeah so everyone's just like yo <laughs> that that's sick and and, and, it's, and especially uh yeah talking about like bobo saying that he wants to write it's like yo he's going to write in the last episode or or, yeah. or, or the second to last episode you, you just know it like i really i really like that it's, it's especially um especially for the fact that like you you know like certain things are hinting at it's gonna be foreshadowing and especially the fact that in in all these these disney plus shows it seems like there's a lot of slow building, and then the last two episodes are are the best ones. To which I I'm kind of just like, are you going to do that for every single Disney Plus show where the last two episodes are really where it kicks off, where the last episode itself kind of kicks off? Because mm. as, to me, that's getting kind of tiring. Because as you said earlier, you know there was kind of a slow build for this whole thing. I mean, episode one and two, you know, we talked about how you know the pacing was kind of slow, but hey, it's building up to something. I thought episode three, this one right here, would actually start to kick something off and we would get somewhere and we really didn't get anywhere 
All it, filler, no killer. Uh, it, this was anime filler. This is equivalent yeah. to anime filler. And at the very end, we, we, we get one story beat. Okay, that the mayor is working with the bikes or whatever. And then the the, the, the Hut twins are saying, okay, there's, there's something going on. And then it's like, okay, so the next episode... Bubba's got to figure out a whole bunch of crap. I mean, let's let's get this thing moving, you know, especially that Disney gives us a short episode count and a short episode runtime, which I always thought was odd. I mean, I know there are budgets and companies, but Disney, this is your platform. This is your service. You want people to subscribe? Give us an hour-long episode and give us more. I mean, if all these episodes are one hour, you know, then it's like, okay, then give us like six episodes, six, seven, because then you're giving us like, you know, like six six hours worth, worth of Star Wars. But I find it so odd. They're like, no, nah, our budget says if you only have like a 29-minute episode. And then you want to get like like seven. <laughs> I'm like, what? It's so odd. You know, because we got to get this thing moving. I mean, everyone wanted to see Black Chrysanthemum and, you know, the, the big Black Wookiee. And Boba Fett, like, fight. Like, we knew it was coming. When we saw him, we are like, yo, look at this Wookiee. That's so crazy. Who is this guy? You know what I mean? I mean, and he caught him naked. Yeah, and then, like, not, 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 <laughs> not only that, like, Boba's in, in the back to tank, and he's chilling there, and then he gets abruptly woken up by a Wookiee as if he's like, an assassin now, and he's snuck into his place with the biker gang, with the Gamorrean guards, with... Immediately after he just got a biker gang, a biker gang for protection. After he got them for protection, and he has, and he has, which he introduced her as, Master Assassin Fennec Shand. How did he, how did Black Chrysanthemum, a gigantic Black Wookiee with full armor and clickety-clankety armor and weapons and stuff, get past a master assassin, two Gamorrean guards, get through the front door? How? And then he fights in his underwear. How, th- this is why I'm like, date, like, John Favreau didn't write this shit. Dave Filoni, I, I don't know. John, like Robert, they could be sitting at a table and be like, um, yeah, we, like, it's cool to be about Black Chrysanthemum. We know the fans want them to fight, have a gladiator grudge match in the streets of Mustespa, kind of like a, you know, samurai showdown, like WWE Hell in the Cell. Marco, look, it's Black Chrysanthemum. He's coming in. Oh, the crap's Boba Fett from the top rope with his jetpack. My God. They're like, no, he, um, we're going to write this down. They are uh, going to fight, uh, and Boba's going to be in his underwear. Black Chrysanthemum is going to be an assassin. And then, uh, yeah, that uh, Power Rangers 80s uh, street biker gang, which. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you <laughs> it's like it's like there's it's like there's a, a a man outside of starbucks a crazy vagrant a bum who's in his underwear he's being jumped by a big tall scary man right outside of starbucks and someone yelled for the workers at starbucks to come run out and help this guy that's what that seems like to me this power rangers 80s biker gang right you you have like like seven or eight people who look like they don't eat meat they're trying to fight this gigantic scary wookie and there's boba fett really like trying to put up the best fight he can but he doesn't have Slipping his armor and sliding on. all over the floor slipping inside and, and like you can't blame him he doesn't have his armor on and and you yeah. know he, he tries to get his gaffy stick and do the best he could but he's fighting a wookie dude you know and a wookie that's been hardened in battle and had a really tough life i mean what <laughs> how can they write how can they write that how can y'all think this was interesting and this is something people want to see even if you write that this happens because later on Bubba will let him go so that later on Black Santa will help out Boba Fett come on I mean 
yeah, you guys take a, book, uh, a page out of Ryan Johnson's book for subverting expectations. Are you all sitting there in a dark room like, well, fans want to see Black Chrysanthemum and Boba fight in the street or whatever? We can't really give them that. We don't want to do that. Instead, we're going to have him jump Boba Fett in his underwear and have an awkward fight where Tamir Morrison is going to be in his underwear and all wet. Why would you write that? It's so odd. It's it's so weird. I don't even think it's subverting expectations. I feel like so much of the show is just like, yeah, this is go- like this is going to happen. They seem to spell so much stuff out. Like obviously there was going to be a confrontation. That was going to happen. But like based off of how this at like that whole ended where he lets it go, like of course he's going to be on Boba Fett's side after this. Like 1 1000%. That's the reason you had the scene. And it was just, I don't know, seemed very obvious. It, uh, so much of this is just lacking subtlety. There's just nothing subtle about this show. Yeah, and 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 I, I, where are we going to go from here? <laughs> because it's, I don't know. there's some weird story choices being made here. And I, I just, I, I, I don't get the, the biker gang's look and feel. I don't mind him get, getting a biker gang, but to think about episodes episodes one and two, especially the last episode, right? We had that amazing train scene. We had Boba go jump uh, that that other alien uh, biker gang to, to steal their stuff to get their, their speeder bikes. And those guys look badass. Those guys look like Hell's Angels. You know, they look crazy. I mean, and that storyline felt like earned by the time yes. it ended. Like, hell yeah, that makes that cool. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Boba Fett is Boba Fetting right now, but like the <laughs> modern day stuff is just like, what just happened? Yeah. He didn't earn that. No, and I, I, I don't get what, what they're doing with it. And then he gets this little Meyer King, and Black Crescenton tries to assassinate him. They they trap him in the Rancor pit. Doesn't have his Rancor yet. And then uh, they they I, also I don't know how they put bindings on him, and he cooperated in just walking outside to the twins. What? <laughs> It's weird to he me. Gave up so fast. Yeah, he could so have. Fast. He could have destroyed all of them. It's like, oh, you're, you're coming to open up this pit. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm going to finish this job. I've been hired for. But he do- it's, I, it's really odd. I, I, I don't know. Um, but I, I do like the story beat of uh, the twins saying, "Hey, there's something coming. We're going to leave, and we suggest you leave too." Now, I don't believe the twins. I think they're doing like a Sun Tzu, like Art of War type thing. They want. They're, I think they're going to come back. I think they want Boba and the Pikes and whoever is really working with them, what's what's going on for all for them all to destroy each other, to fight each other, and then they're going to come back in and try to rule. Because that'd be like the the smart plane. Huts are smart, you know. Lots of gangsters. But uh, Chris, where, where do you think? What do you think? This, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen in the next episode? I don't even. I couldn't. Dude. I could not have called what was going to happen in this episode. I, I don't even know because a lot of so like a lot of what we saw in the Mandalorian, right? The storyline would go, and there would be hints of things that had happened in some of the other like animated series, but like they explain enough that like of who people are in that moment of like what what is going on and they kind of bring you up to speed in the show. So if you weren't caught up on everything, you kind of understand what's going on. Um but like this one, the fact that the pikes clearly have like a huge role um like they don't really explain who the pikes are yet and they've been in two episodes and like the pikes are a huge um they're their own like underground uh, like crime syndicate. They have their own thing that's going on. Like there's the Pikes, um, the Black Sun, which is like the Chizor race. Um, and they go into all that, you know, in in the uh, animated stuff. But like they've introduced the Pikes again and clearly they control a lot, but they haven't 
gotten into that yet. That's again the weird like I feel like at the end of this this is going to be like eight episodes and it's the end is going to be be pretty good but then you're going to feel like why wasn't this just a 2 hour movie? And why was it eight hours long? Is True. kind of where I think this is going to go. That it's just it's just a story that's way too drawn out for its own good. This needs a good needs a better editor. Yeah, I I, I agree, right? But Bobo becoming this kingpin, this this gangster hit boss, this Danio is being dragged out. I think the Tuscan Raider story was a bit more thought through because it seemed more coherent. You know, we we have the hero's journey. We we see him progress. And in the modern day story, there's really there's very little progression. There's more, there's more mystery. There's just more. It, it's it's very weird. I mean, I think they should have, they should have dropped the first three episodes instead of just having one each. I mean, if, mm. if Disney really wants people to subscribe to Disney Plus, you can't just bank on hey we have a Star Wars show and then we have something else coming down the pipeline. It's just like you got to give quality. You got to give that word of mouth, right? Like uh, it, it's it's just so odd that they're pacing the series like this. I mean, we don't need to yeah. reestablish Boba. We don't need to have him seem weak. He's already strong. And people who are super Boba Fett fans, I mean, I was watching a, a live stream um, after this show aired and it dropped, and this guy who was a, a staunch Boba Fett fan, he was even dressed like Boba Fett, and he's loved him since he was younger. He's, he, he's in our demographic, our age, and he was just like shaking his head like, what's happening here? They're, they're making him seem weaker. They're making him seem like he's not the guy, like he's not this this person, and he is, and he's like, he's like he still is to me, and I'm like, this guy's heart is being broken by the, <laughs> by the story group that's writing this show. Holy crap. I'm not a like a true Boba Fett fan, this guy is, and he was talking like, you know, like 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 his kid got beat up at school, and he's wondering why this bully's picking on his kid. <laughs> he's like, why is being like my my kid's cool, and you know he does good stuff, and you know I, I, why is he getting picked on like this? I don't understand it. What can I do about it? You know, I'm just like, oh my god, I'm like, holy crap. So I, I don't know, man. I I, I, I want to remain optimistic that this is all going somewhere. It's going to be a great story in the end because once we've seen it all laid out. Out, maybe yeah. it's like okay it all made sense but if they're going to keep continuing like this it's like yo you, you guys are you do you guys know what you're doing <laughs> like was a mandalorian a fluke because i mean if, if john favreau and dave filoni and uh, i forget the director of the last episode of the mandalorian i mean like they brought luke skywalker back and they did amazing oh, like, that was the uh, the director of ant-man um, it was yeah uh peyton reed yeah Peyton Reed, yeah, Peyton yeah, Reed. yeah, it just came to my brain. He killed it. He destroyed killed. it. It was they, awesome. They all just fired off on all cylinders. Peyton Reed, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, like they all yeah. fired off on all cylinders, and they gave us something we were wanting. They mm. made up for the sequel movies, especially the Last Jedi, where Ryan Johnson was just like, you know, like, uh, like, what, what, what do you want, Luke Skywalker to go out there and face the whole face the whole uh, army? And they even had Luke Skywalker say that in the in the movie, like, oh, what do you want me to go out with my laser sword and face? Yes. That's what yeah. we, yes, right. that's what we wanted. That's exactly what we wanted. Why would you not give that to us? This whole so that's what I kind of feel like it's happening right now. Oh, you guys want Black Chrysanthemum to face off against Bobo one on one? Why would we do that? And it's like, yeah, but that's why would you? Inter- he gets jumped in his underwear, <laughs> dude. Do you remember? Do you remember the show Heroes? Yes. So, like, that show, there were so many episodes that, like, they would be like, oh, yeah, they're introducing this new concept. that They're going to milk this for the whole rest of the season. This is going to be really cool. And then they would, like, resolve it the next episode. Yes. And then it would completely go to another thing. And it just felt it just felt weird and just that the payoff just wasn't there. And that's just kind of, like, what we had here. Like, it's just it, cool. 
I, what what are you showing? Like, why why would you not make this a bigger moment? It's that's I don't know. We'll yeah. see. What's Again, I have I have I have faith that in the end, this is when we look at it, is that this is a big picture. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. I mean, like even like the Marvel shows, each like each series had like maybe like two not so great episodes. Yeah. Um, but in the end, the whole picture was really cool, and I'm hope I'm hoping we get there. But like. Man, Mandalorian, like, there was not one episode of The Mandalorian where, like, that sucked. You, there was, it was just like, yeah, that was pretty cool, or yeah, that was friggin' awesome. And every little, every episode was own self-contained, like, cool moment that hinted at the greater, the greater story, but this is just, like, nothing but the greater story. Yeah, and the only episode I can think of the Mandalorian was uh, was the frog lady thing, you know, where they went into the cave with, with the spiders. But but at least but it was that, still fun as hell. It, it, it was still interesting. It still had uh, like some funny <laughs> story beats, and it, and right. it had like a mini like horror movie, and it harkened back to you know certain things like Ralph McQuarrie paintings. And even in the chasing here, there was actually a Ralph McQuarrie painting that they smashed through. I thought that was pretty interesting, and I was like, hmm, yeah. is that also Disney trying to say something about Lucasfilm about the OG? It's like yes, we're smashing <laughs> through. It's like you look. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but but uh, yeah, was that frog episode the other Peyton Reed episode as well? It was, yeah, mistaken, yeah, I believe yeah. That he got the best and the worst episode <laughs> of Mandalorian. He did, he did the best and worst. <laughs> it was so. And the next episode, we we, we kind of move forward, and you know, and, we, and you know, we got to see right. uh, some interesting stuff. So I wonder if this is that episode. But but in the Mandalorian, yeah. but but by this time, we we you know we we saw the kid. We were moving through the story. I mean, I don't understand why they would give us anime filler with a short episode count. Like this, this, this was filler until the end. Like they can't, yeah. like, like they can't see other way. I mean, like they, they can't be happy with this episode. I mean, I don't see anybody. This this show is one big Ralph Boner. <laughs> Ralph Boner. I forgot about that. Oh, so terrible. Oh my god, so terrible. Oh, I can't believe that. But hopefully, hey Amen. Uh, like the first two episodes, this one. Some some pretty good stuff. They had Danny Trejo showing up, had the Rancor, had some uh, some intrigue with, you know, oh, the mayor's work with the Pikes. There's something really going on there where he's really screwing over Boba and he does not care. And other than that, uh, you know, there's miss. I mean, the Black Crusade thing was, was cool to, to see him work, but uh, people who really know the comics... Um, we're chiming in on their live shows saying, oh, no, Black Chrysanthemum would have murked all of them. I was like, so like, y'all don't get, like, they nerfed him in the show. I was like, damn, okay. People who know the comics were like, yo, they nerfed him. I'm like, damn, okay. But hopefully, hey, next episode might be a banger. Next episode, episode four of Boba Fett, it might be like, like, we, like Chris, we might be like, holy crap, can you believe? It is the mid, it is the, it, technically that's the halfway point, right? Think yeah. of like every, I mean, think of like every other Disney show that we've had, the, the halfway point is usually some jaw-dropping shit yeah so like hopefully this is where we land yeah exactly and uh <laughs> yeah um maybe yeah. they intentionally gave us a valley so that the peak is going to hit that much harder like that's the they give you the bass drop they, they they drop the beat so that when they come in with the big wow it like hits real hard that's what's happening right here i i really hope so it, this episode this next episode episode four needs to be a banger like it needs to yep. be full-on rock and roll rocky like a hurricane it needs to be like you know like you're going to see a show and the, and then and then your lead you know lead singer lead rapper lead bang brings on another big artist you weren't expecting you're like holy crap i can't believe they're oh my god you know like it needs to be you know like f-18 fighter tits flying over the stadium with like you know like the fireworks going off it needs to be yeah i i hope so for this show's sake oh man yeah, dude. 
Yeah. Oh, there's only seven episodes, aren't there? It's yeah. not even eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're absolutely crossing the midpoint next next week. Hopefully, it's it's a banger. Well, that's all the time we got for this episode. Thank you for listening, and make sure to watch our reviews on YouTube and catch our live show on Twitch. we see you guys later, or we'll see you another time.